I worry this interview doesn't do Leo justice. Leo has an incredible mind and an obscene amount of natural talent. To watch Leo in the workshop is to watch a force of nature. He dashes from the lathe to the bandsaw to the sharpening station to the finishing room with an arm full of tools and seemingly mismatched wooden parts. You rarely, if ever, see him consult a plan or a cut list. His workspace is a jumbled heap of fabric bits, half-finished side products, and food wrappers. If you can't find a tool you need in the tool crib, chances are Leo has it squirreled away in a corner of his workspace, and it's better than even money he completely forgot it was there. And then, inevitably, minutes before a project is due, from this anarchic miasma of sawdust and sweat, an incredible piece of art emerges. It's as if God works through Leo's hands, and he is able to hear a creative drumbeat the rest of us are simply deaf to. I wish I had Leo's brain. I wish I knew what it felt like to be able to create so effortlessly and so originally. Leo's pieces only look like Leo. His homework assignments and quick sketches are art. He is living proof that great artists are born, not made. And the best part? The best part is, I don't think he's aware of any of this. Leo has no ego, certainly not one you would expect from a person of his massive talent. He is the nicest, sweetest guy, forever apologizing every time he leaves a mess or accidentally steps in front of you. Leo is the creative id, but without the toxic bullshit and self-involvement that usually comes with. People like Leo make me pause and wonder and appreciate just how incredibly rich and diverse humankind can be. The world needs more of that. Here's my interview with Leo Pellissier. Leo, I finally got you. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a minute. How are you yeah. doing, buddy? I've been pretty good. Good, good. So I've started off all these interviews sort of the same way. If you could tell me a little bit about your background, uh, your professional experience, your educational experience. I know you've lived quite the varied and interesting life. And <laughs> a so little bit of could, everything. Yeah, yeah, if you could share that, I think that's really interesting, all the stuff you've done. Yeah, I mean, I kind of... I originally was working in uh, more towards like engineering as a field. So a lot of electrical and software engineering went to school for it. Um, yeah. And COVID started. I started cooking or before COVID a little bit, but mostly just work kitchens through that. Doing, uh, yeah. And throughout just kind of done a lot of kind of odd jobs with uh, construction and stuff like that. And through that, ended up starting to build boats and then ended up on a boat living. And that's kind of why I applied. And Yeah. And you also run a, a venue in Vancouver, right? A music venue. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not as involved now just because of, uh, school and whatnot, but uh, yeah, back when we started it, uh, 
I'd originally worked at a venue called Stylus Records, which closed down maybe six years ago now. And from that, I opened up my first venue with one of my friends, and it's called Avant Garden. Um, it's super tiny space. Like, <laughs> you go upstairs, you can fit like five people, but somehow we manage <laughs> like 30. Um, and what uh, kind of shows did you book there? Uh, a lot of everything, like uh, a lot of acoustic stuff because it was well tailored to that, but definitely went towards the experimental uh, kind of a lot of experimental, like noise, <laughs> noise music, things like that. And uh, about two years ago, rented out, I think it's something like 3,000 square feet, big warehouse on, on Hastings. Um, we'd been doing like a whole bunch of community stuff at the last space, like serving food and whatnot. But yeah, with, with that, gave us a lot of opportunities to do tons of different stuff. So what kind of stuff do you do with the Hastings space? Um, mostly shows. It's kind of a challenge because, uh, we do follow COVID restrictions. We use a loophole with charity events to be able to throw shows. Um, we do have a business license, but it's, uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of caution and preparation involved. So, um, that's actually, I'm kind of thankful for that because it gave us more of an opportunity to kind of dive into like, if we can't do as many events in a month and dive into things like uh, the soup kitchen and whatnot and kind of spending most of our time in more of those like uh, even like community workshops and whatnot. Um, yeah, just kind of delving more into that aspect of it. What kind of artistic background and experience do you have? Because the things that I've seen you make at your bench yeah. Not only class projects, but just stuff you come up with on your own is is simply incredible. Is it? Oh, thank you. Has it always been? Have you always had this sort of artistic, creative brain, or did it um, come about through, you know, parental influence or a friendly influence? Yeah, I, I'm not too sure. I, I used to draw a lot. Really enjoyed that. What kind of stuff did you draw? Uh I don't know. Just kind of sit down, draw landscapes, paint quite a bit. Um, and yeah, I don't know, I was kind of, used to do that just kind of to relax. I never actually thought about pursuing it too much. Um, mostly just saw it as more of a hobby. Um, like, uh, especially a lot of like, more of like the textiles or upholstery type of stuff. Um, but same with, uh, like, I love drafting. Um, and, and that's an aspect of this that I've really started to get more into, but yeah, no, I don't know. It's hard to pinpoint <laughs> where where it would have originated from. Are but, your parents artistic? Uh, my mother's an artist. What um, kind of artist? She just paints, like uh, has a little studio. Help her. Uh, yeah, no, she's a uh, she's pretty good too. Did she teach you to appreciate art? Did she teach you how to make art? Yeah, I definitely. A kid, or sorry about that. Uh, I definitely think that. Gr growing up in an environment where that's always around and also just uh i guess uh i'm i immigrated from france too so they, you were born in france yeah i didn't know that oh yeah um but yeah no uh there's a bit of a, a cultural difference also i li i lived in spain for like two years and saw a lot of really cool art stuff over there actually i think that's kind of where i started to get a lot more of my influences because 
sorry um there's like a whole bunch of cool little galleries with funky stuff um but yeah no it's uh i definitely think that at least being open to those environments or um going to like museums and things like that definitely uh like i didn't appreciate it much when i was younger <laughs> i'm definitely thankful for it why did your parents leave friends um i'm actually not too too sure they just kind of I think they just kind of wanted to change like they're originally thinking of going to the u.s down california also uh just better work opportunities and whatnot do you speak french yeah what i mean your style is kind of eclectic but you know if i <laughs> if i gave you a blank room yeah, yeah and asked you to fill it with art whether it's art you made yeah. or art you like like what what sort of what would it look like? What sort of styles would be in there? What sort of stuff would be in there? Uh, I don't know. That's a that's a tough. Like one. if it was Dustin, it'd be all spray painted black. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, crazy uh, dark designs. What would yours be? I don't know. Probably just a uh, yeah. Uh, depending on the the style of room, just some probably a lot of plants, funky wallpaper, a lot of. You know, what did they call it? Macrame? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. You uh, like macrame? Yeah. Uh, really like tapestries too, actually. But yeah, I think just probably mostly uh, maybe a chair, a couple chairs, a table, yeah. got a whole bunch of plants and whatnot. Yeah. How many tattoos do you have? Oh, I've lost count. A long time ago. <laughs> of of all the the numerous tattoos you have, how many have you done yourself? Uh, I've also lost count. I think most of them I've done myself. Like, uh, I think it's easier to count the ones I haven't. <laughs> Why did you decide to start giving yourself tattoos? Um, I'm not. I'm not too sure. Actually, my friend. Um, I think I was like sixteen, seventeen. But uh, one of my childhood friends was really into like, doing the the stick and pokes and whatnot, uh -huh. and <laughs> it's such a bad tattoo. I've got a little lamb on my shoulder. A lamb? Yeah, and that was the first one I got. Um, and I don't know, it was just kind of fun. I did you do your face tattoos? Uh, yeah, this one of them I did. Uh, the, the like pitchfork thing. Um, I did that in a mirror like actually that wasn't maybe like six months ago it wasn't that long ago why did you give yourself a pitchfork um i don't know i i was hanging out with my partner and i gave her a tattoo that she wanted for a hot minute what was it um little like smiley face thing <laughs> she got like two moles and yeah fun one but and I, i'd been wanting to do it for a hot minute yeah, I've got everything set up. Might as well. <laughs> Why a pitchfork? Um, I don't know. I just kind of, kind of enjoy it. Yeah. Why did you enroll in the fine furniture program? That's I mean, there's, there's, you, 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 with your talent. I mean, you could do. I would imagine you could do metalwork. You could do ceramics. You could do glass. Why did you pick wood? Yeah, actually, I, I apply. The funny thing is, I applied late. I didn't know I had to do a port portfolio <laughs> until I got an email about it where they said, oh, yeah, 
uh, programmed full. Um, you didn't give your portfolio, so we couldn't like. And I just emailed them one anyways, and somehow got got in like a week before. <laughs> a well, week. Why'd you apply in the first place? Oh yeah, sorry. Um, That's okay. My like uh, my social worker actually found it and just sent it to me because I I was just kind of cruising around on the boat and I was getting pretty bored and like things were going well so I was trying to like see what I wanted to do so I was looking at different like school opportunities work stuff and whatnot and I just saw like the the website like when she sent it I saw like all the things people made looks uh I was pretty impressed by it. <laughs> no way I can do that. And yeah. Why do you have a social worker? Um if you want to Yeah, share. oh no, that's fine. That's fine. Um I uh got linked up with her through a it was a few years ago now, three years ago. It's been it. Uh but through a uh, clinic in Vancouver, like a kind of youth clinic thing. And, uh, yeah, no, I was struggling with, uh, addiction and opiate addiction at the time. Well, I mean, still, <laughs> um, I was like actively using it at the time and, uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, I don't know, shit helped a lot, <laughs> kind of, um, really, uh, stuck through it. <laughs> Does art and woodworking help in your recovery? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, How it, so? it gives a uh, gives a bit of an outlet, like uh, especially uh, things like uh, a lot of the design aspects and whatnot. Just kind of even uh, on some days, just woodworking. It's just kind of it not only keeps me occupied, but it's just like I think that's the big thing is it keeps me like preoccupied, and it's something I enjoy a lot. So, yeah. So, what kind of relationships have you made in this class, if any? You know, friendships or oh, acquaintances. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of funny because, at uh, I didn't like I am a a bit, I guess strange. <laughs> so we're uh, all strange. Yeah, yeah. I I wasn't sure what to expect. Like the the first day coming here, and like. uh I remember, like, for a couple months, I barely talked to, like, Connor or Nick, but we get along pretty good now and whatnot. It's, uh, it's cool, like, uh, even you or Dustin, like, it's, uh, I haven't, I mean, I kind of hermited for a couple years on the boat, but, or even before that, I lived in, like, a farmhouse shack in <laughs> Richmond in the middle of, like, a field, um, which is pretty fun, you could drive around and whatnot. But yeah, um, yeah, no, it's just, uh, it's a lot of people that like, I feel like, uh, other outside of the class I wouldn't met, you know, or relationships that I wouldn't like typically have like be in the communities or have like, uh, kind of, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. It's, sure. Uh, yeah. Why did you spend so much time hermiting? on the boat or in a farmhouse i mean kind of doing the doing all the events as well as like uh soup kitchen for a long time I, working I in a soup kitchen 
uh or like doing the uh like cooking from the venue and whatnot and also a lot of the jobs i worked were very like kind of extroverted jobs you know (laughs) even doing the shows you meet so many people every night but it's uh it's almost uh gets very tiring after a point because all the relationships you make are very redundant Mm. like it's just uh like yeah there's uh, no meaning in a lot of it so and also i kind of always put i just tried to distract myself with that stuff even though didn't enjoy it that much at the time so i kind of just left and i mean i i just left and it was great like (laughs) it was just peaceful and what's been your best experience in fine furniture so far an experience can be a project a homework assignment a lecture yeah yeah. whatever however you define experience it was the the first week and I I have no idea why, but I remember after like jointing the pieces of pine for like the the table, um, and just having like the perfectly machined like chunk or like stack of pine pine boards, I started laughing. I <laughs> no idea why, just because they like uh like fit so perfectly and. Uh, yeah, no, I think that was definitely, like, because, uh, like, uh, before I kind of, I, I was really good at fiberglass stuff, but I was kind of struggled a bit with a lot of woodworking, and just having just, like, that stack of <laughs> all this, everything square, and... Was it the order that appealed to you? Yeah, I guess so. It was, uh, it was pretty, uh, pretty crazy, like, uh, all the jointers and but not before just kind of seemed like magic. So, <laughs> yeah. What's been your most frustrating or dispiriting experience in the class? Oh my Again, God. You define that. Yeah. I, uh, the wall hung cabinet. Yeah. I was like, so all over the place doing that, like ch- changing up so much shit as I was building it and just kind of, wanted to try a whole bunch of things but then kept changing my mind (laughs) playing off the finishes or wasting so much time when it would have just been great if i just kept it (laughs) as soon as it was built instead of trying to do all the random crap i remember like rushing so much to (laughs) to finish it but yeah no that actually yeah i ended up building uh it's almost done but i completely redid it out of just uh i had some spare ash at home and that was that was actually really really nice kind of getting to redo that because it was a nightmare yeah (laughs) yeah what part of the class affected you the most like in 10 or 20 years what are you going to remember as the part that changed you yeah i guess like uh since uh my life became a bit i mean through the kind of turbulence i struggled a lot in high school but kind of pulled together near the end and same thing in university i didn't really go to any of the classes i just kind of um would go to the exams and 
and ace. Hope them. for the best. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at first it went well, but like second year, third year kind of started to go downhill a bit. But yeah, no, I think just uh, kind of still being here and actually like passing <laughs> everything and just uh, like still wanting to continue, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, I, uh, I enjoy being here. Really, <laughs> I look forward to it. Is this the first academic program as an adult that you've completed? Uh, no, I've completed. I've completed my fair share of like I, I've, I didn't ever get my bachelor's, but got most of the credits towards it. I've done like a, a beekeeping certificate <laughs> and stuff like that. Why but, beekeeping? Uh, I don't know. It was uh, I think. Uh, an old partner of mine wanted to do it, but that's pretty cool. Um, do you have bees in O? Sorry? Do, do you have bees in O? I do not. I wish. Um, that, that'd be pretty cool, actually. Yeah. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, I guess I've, I've never, like, as much as like I've passed individual courses and whatnot, never kind of stuck through something, like, uh, or just wanted to keep going, you know? And yes, like it's pretty, uh, pretty cool to just like enjoy doing something. What do form and function mean to you? Those concepts, and how mm. has our class, if it has, yeah, changed how you think about those concepts? Oh, definitely. I mean, I think, uh, like, I kind of have. A lot of trouble merging the two mm. in a coherent way and uh like uh even when i was like building the boats and stuff i'd kind of always try and over engineer a whole bunch of stuff or uh, make things much more complicated than they needed to be or just uh e- even then like uh trying to make something fit in with things but still work mm-hmm. like uh i i remember i spent like uh way too much time <laughs> trying to figure out like a door shape and a thing because nothing looked good but then the ones that would look good would like run into like uh there's like a kind of like storage thing mm-hmm. um but yeah so i think just having all the small exercises you kind of ease into it you know um and to kind of get because before i had no understanding (laughs) i didn't even know what form and function really meant like in relation to to themselves and each other i guess but yeah no it really kind of easing into that and having like a almost like a theoretical analysis Mm. or whatnot presented i kind of it's definitely helpful. I feel like I have much more of a grasp on, like, yeah, how, how to design things in general. Has the class changed how you feel about trade or about art? Um, I don't know. I, I've always, like, I have a lot of respect for art and trades as well. A lot of my friends um, who I was in school for engineering with ended up actually in things like uh, uh my friend seth became an electrician and uh, i've worked with like uh carpenters who help 
um, at the venue and whatnot. Like, I, I've always had a lot of respect for it. It's, it's, uh, and same thing with art. I remember when I started painting, like, uh, we watched videos of, like, especially oil painting, like, uh, it, it was, like, uh, <laughs> the hell, but, yeah, I think definitely it's, uh, I think the biggest change is it doesn't seem as not impossible, just, like, um, it kind of softened the the learning curve mm. a little bit, and it feels more more attainable to get to like a a level like the uh, people that I respect in fields. How do you define art? Um, I don't know. That's a that's a tough one. Um, I was actually watching uh, a documentary on this janitor called James Hampton. I think was his name. Um, something. Hampton um but he built like a in a storage unit um he like for 20 years or something he built all these like pseudo religious monuments out of junk he collected and wasn't supposed to be art but um when he passed away uh, the landlord sold the unit and came like a super famous kind of like almost like installation and gets move between like different museums sorry uh, <laughs> that was a bit of a tangent but uh you know it made me think that i think it's not exactly something intentional uh, i think it is purest form it isn't something i mean if its function is to be like interpreted or whatnot i think as purest levels just uh something that people create because they have like a, a want to Mm. or an impulse to to create william morris defined art as the pleasure people take in their work yeah labor yeah yeah what do you think of that definition i think that's a very i guess a, that's a pretty apt description like yeah uh, yeah i think uh, a lot of at least in art a lot of art related fields instead of like even when i used to program and whatnot like there's a lot more respect for labor mm. like even when i was building the boats and whatnot and those kinds of trades like uh yeah i feel like there's a lot more just like uh, value given to that are art and trade craft affected by politics and economics oh definitely how so i, I think uh like uh like i said I kind of feel like it's something that you want to create and uh, a lot of outside influences, whether it be uh, societal or personal, whatnot, like uh, uh, politics inspire uh, a, a ton of art. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it possible for a person to be a fully realized artist in this you know, capitalist, competitive transnational economy i think it just depends on if the goal is to work within that system mm. instead of having like the goal being wanting to work or wanting to create something and if then working within those something. yeah and then working within those constraints but i think uh 
as long as it's not like catering to those constraints, mm. then yeah. What is the first thing you would make if you had no monetary or environmental concern? You could spend as much money as you want. And if you wanted to make a statue out of acid, you could, yeah. and you wouldn't have to worry about the environment. Yeah. I'd probably, I don't know. I'd probably try and do like a houseboat, like massive, like tons of tea, <laughs> something, uh, something funky like that. It, would that be for you to live on full time? Ah, I don't know. Just even, or even like a little 20 foot sailboat just to take out for a day. Houseboat would be fun, but I don't think, I don't think I'd have enough space on something like that. What would the interior look like? Ah, uh, I don't know. Probably similar to the room, just minimal furniture and plants. Like, yeah, lots of plants. Got a really like a Scandinavian design and whatnot. Yeah. If I asked you to make something sacred to you, what would you make? And sacred, you know, can be religious if you're religious, but it doesn't have to be. It can be, you know, a relationship can be sacred, a yeah, tree yeah. can be sacred, whatever, whatever is sacred to you. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, a co couple things come to mind. Uh, first one is probably just like a, a cane. cane? <laughs> yeah, no, that probably doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, but everything uh, doesn't not make sense. Why a cane? Yeah, but a a cane from a a guy who lived on Hastings, like much older, um, kind of like. Uh, but yeah, no, he gave me his cane like a week before he, he passed away and it's like, uh, made himself like something like 50 years <laughs> before, wow. but like it hasn't held up well, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Um, would that be sort of an homage to the cane he gave you? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he gave it to me because I, I've had a bit of a limp time because I got hit by a car while I was biking. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. That was a very nice like very like it was very symbolic to me yeah. if you only have three tools for woodworking to use for the rest of your life what yeah. are those three tools um chisel um plane and one of those uh real but it's like the double sided size mm. like the japanese ones yeah what sensual memory from the shop do you think will stay with you the longest? A sight, a sound, a smell? Probably the, you know how like when you drill ash, it kind of smells like burnt popcorn? Yep. That bothered me so much. <laughs> and I, have not, I haven't thought about it in a minute, but. Do you not like popcorn? I, I love popcorn. It's just kind of, it's in the uncanny valley. <laughs> um. But yeah, I that it like almost like I start feeling <laughs> sick from it almost. But uh, yeah, I don't know why that comes to mind. But I guess that probably that stick with you. Every time I I see Ash, I think about it. What do you think of Sandra and Beth? Oh, I think they're wonderful. Yeah. What's so wonderful about? Them? I mean, just uh, like uh, going into a trades course, I wasn't expecting the this kind of environment um what kind of environment is it just very not like relax i uh, had just more respect you know than usually seeing 
And also just like uh, a lot of the, like even when I was doing like the hidden gutters for houses and whatnot, like <laughs> the, the stuff you'd hear people say was like kind of appalling sometimes, you know, just a lot of that. What do you mean offensive? I, I guess so. Just not even like, it's just uh, a lot of people try to be very like, gruff mm. and like kind of offensive just for the sake of it mm -hmm. yeah um at least in a lot of like the construction stuff i've worked and uh like this is a complete opposite just uh they've really fostered like a respectful environment i have not been the most like consistent a lot of the time with like handing things in on time but like it's easy to just like talk about like if I get my uh, like if I have a note from my doctor or whatnot if I have to go to an appointment I don't have to worry about it you know like it's just uh there's a lot of respect without prying for a lot of those things mm -hmm. as well as just the the environment day to day just kind of working it's always pleasant like I don't think uh, anything's ever like bothered me while I'm working here I just kind of enjoy it my last question isn't really a question it's yeah that's okay a, an open-ended chance for you to share with me anything that we haven't talked about that you think is important about you about your time here about the effect this program has had on you yeah I'll know it's uh Honestly, I didn't, I didn't expect to get in and I was kind of really surprised when I did. Why? And I mean, I, it was like a week and a half, two weeks before it starts. And I, I remember seeing the email and like freaking out. I was so happy, but, um, I like moved, moved here like two days before it started, sold the boat. And, like, it was just, uh, and just, like, enjoying it and actually being able to, like, participate in it and wanting to and just kind of feeling that, like, how would I describe it? Like, kind of just enjoying, like, the work I'm putting. It's, it's rewarding to, like, work harder on things. Um... And also just it's friendly. Like it, it's kinda it's very encouraging to try and like keep learning new things as well. Especially because like a lot of this stuff, like I if you asked me like a year ago if I could build like even a shaker table or even a seven plank table, I would have been like, no way, right? And so just uh like having done those things, like gives me a lot of confidence to try other things that I, I've always wanted to like uh, kind of get more into. What's next? Um, I think I, I, I'm probably going to try and take a few, a little bit of metalworking stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really into like uh, machining, mm. um, but I'm probably going to get like a, a welding ticket. Like I try and do that. Are you going to stick around in Victoria? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to look for a job when this is over? 
Um, probably not. I'm just gonna make a. My friend owns a yarn store, mm-hmm. and they sell like looms and yarn spinning stuff. And probably just uh, gonna make uh, like things that she she wanted to buy, like a whole bunch of drop spindles and funky, like yeah, weaving stuff. Uh, also crochet hooks. Like I was making some out of like pen blanks. And uh, I sell them for like, I sell them to her for like 40 bucks or something. <laughs> kind of ridiculous. It takes like five minutes or more than that. Like make it properly. It takes like, what, like half an hour, an hour. And yeah, 40, 50 bucks. She sells them for like 120. <laughs> so it is win-win. But yeah, just kind of try and kind of do, uh, do a lot trying to pursue this outside too Great. it'd be nice to work part-time at a cabinet shop but i'm not sure yet i'm kind of <laughs> gonna play it by ear great yeah, yeah well leo thank you very much yeah my friend. of course thank you appreciate it